Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 1, Episode 3. Center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Emmy, my cattle dog and over-eager co-host. Say hi, Abby. <coughs> Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on safety considerations. Our topics for this week are safety first, Distraction versus pain for restraint, animals' respect for handlers, and appropriate attire for handling animals. The safest animals can be safe 99% of the time, but handlers should always be prepared for the 1% chance that the usually safe animal will become unsafe due to pain, perceived territorial threats, illness, or a myriad of other situations unlike in the past. Handlers must be constantly aware of the risk of injury to himself or herself or other people or the animal being handled. A common error made by many who have worked around their own animals for years without injury is a false assumption that other species or animals within the same species will react to situations the same way as their animals. Horses are not big dogs and cats are not little dogs. Each species has an inherent species behavior, and within a species, each individual has a unique temperament and behavior. Factors which can affect an individual animal's reactions to handling or familial tendencies, prior handling and training, trust or the lack of it in the handler, and stressful events preceding or during the handling. As a result, the assumption that all domestic species or animals within a species are the same can lead to serious injury. Most injuries from animals are caused by the handler being overconfident or undercompetent. Animal handlers must always position themselves and take other precautions to eliminate or minimize the chance of injury to all involved. Distractions are the basis for most humane and effective animal handling techniques and are not painful when correctly used. Pain is a message sent to the brain that the body tissue is being injured. Distraction is applying a stimulus that supersedes competing stimuli. When a distraction technique is applied severely or incorrectly, it can inflict pain. For example, when a nose twitch, a pinching distraction technique, most often used on the upper lip of horses is applied correctly, there's no tissue injured and therefore no pain. If used inappropriately, the twitch causes pain. There's evidence of tissue damage, that is, soreness persisting after the release of the twitch, loss of function of the upper lip, or a change in the appearance of the tissue such as swelling, cuts, or bruising. Other signs of pain in animals can be a decrease in normal activity such as eating, grooming, or nesting, a hunched posture, tooth grinding, 
glazed stare, or elevated heart rate or respiratory rate can also suggest the presence of pain. Animals, particularly prey animals, may mask some signs of pain if in unfamiliar surroundings or otherwise feeling threatened. Observation from a hiding location or surveillance cameras may be necessary to monitor for pain in these animals. Some animals will react to the distraction and fear as if the distraction was painful. When this occurs, chemical restraint may be needed if there's a reasonable possibility that fear will be intensified or hinder future efforts to handle the animal. Abby says no drugs for her. Her only fear is running out of milk bones. Animals should be respectful, not fearful of human handlers. Respect is gained by their knowledge that either pleasure, praise, or food treats, or discomfort, not pain, will consistently occur with certain behaviors. Fear can result from the expectation of pain. If fear is from instinct, it can be moderated. If it is from having experienced pain, it's often permanent. The social dominance, leadership of a handler, should be based on respect, not a fear of injury. Animal leaders establish their social position by the control of movement and access to resources. Effective human handlers do the same. For example, well-trained dogs are required to sit before receiving food and taught to wait before going through doors or up or down stairs. Food is provided only with permission of the handler. In the case of large animals such as horses, the use of food rewards can be impractical or dangerous due to the risk of the animal invading the handler's personal space. Livestock wish to be left alone, requiring them to respond to a stimulus and then removing that stimulus so that they are again undisturbed is a great reward. Rather than using food rewards, large animal respect for human personal space is more safely established by simply staring at the animal or moving a hand away from the handler's body. The stimulus is immediately removed after a desired response from the animal. Additional positive reinforcement with food rewards may be desirable in some cases, but the large animal's access to food should never be associated with being close to the handler, particularly their hands or pockets. Animal handling is not a set recipe that fits all situations. An effective animal handler must adapt techniques to the species, the surroundings, and the individual. Each animal handled should be first observed to assess its current attitude and physical condition. Young, elderly, and pregnant animals need special handling. How immature animals are handled can ingrain their responses to handling for the rest of their life. Young animals may be more easily injured due to the risk of injuring growth plates and bones and because of their uncoordinated attempts to resist handling. Elderly animals may have a lifetime accumulation of good or bad experiences with being handled and a greater probability of failing organ function and arthritis. Pregnant animals may be more fearful from the instinct of knowing that their escape, if needed, will be more difficult. Proper handler attire for the type of animal handling to be done is important for handlers and animals. 
inappropriate attire can be dangerous. Examples of inappropriate attire are loose clothes, loose long hair, dangling jewelry such as earrings, bracelets, and necklaces, bulky rings, hoods and other headgear that obstructs peripheral vision, tight boots, or boots with slick soles around large animals. Clothing should be reasonably clean and untorn. Attire for animal handling should be worn only when handling or restraining animals and then changed to reduce the risk of transmitting disease among other animals or to humans. Fingernails should not extend beyond the end of the finger to reduce the risk of injury to other handlers or to animals being handled because longer fingernails are more capable of entrapping disease agents. If ID badges are needed, they should either be attached to the clothing or worn using a safety breakaway lanyard around the neck. Handler cuts or abrasions should be treated and covered before handling animals. Smoking or consuming food or drink while working with animals or in animal handling areas should be strictly avoided due to the danger of introducing infectious organisms to the handler's mouth. Abby says she never eats while hurting the horses, or cats, or kids, or anything else that moves. An outer garment, such as a jacket or coat, with a smooth, washable exterior, and water-impermeable shoes are appropriate for handling dogs, cats, and other small animals. Long-sleeve coats can aid in protecting handlers from cat scratches. Waterproof aprons should be worn when bathing animals. Safety glasses or goggles should be worn if handling animals whose nails and beaks are being trimmed, especially when using a high-speed electric grinder like a Dremel. Face masks or shields must be worn when handling birds with pointed beaks. Latex rubber or nitrile gloves should be worn if the hands have cuts or cracks. It should always be worn when handling small mammals other than dogs or cats to protect from infectious diseases and allergens. Proper attire for handlers of livestock and poultry differs from the attire needed for small animal handling. Hats for handlers of livestock or poultry aid to protect from overexposure to sunlight and head injury. Ball caps are popular, but a simple brimmed hat will also help protect against the sun on the ears and the back of the neck. When working in tight quarters, brimmed hats also give the handler an early warning of the possibility of hitting his head or her head on structure beams or on handling equipment. They also keep spider webs and barns out of the handler's face and hair. Hoods or other headgear or long hairstyles that obstruct peripheral vision or might become snagged and entrapped the head should not be worn when working with livestock, particularly cattle, horses, or swine. Goggles should be used if working with horses or cattle in wet, muddy conditions. Temporary blindness, particularly around horses, can be dangerous. Coveralls or thick trousers in muted green or khaki color are appropriate for routine handling of livestock or poultry. A strong belt can be used as a temporary lead rope around an animal's neck or a flag to direct animal movement. 
Leather leggings are advisable if handling ratites, which are ostriches or emus, to protect legs from forward strikes from the bird. Short sleeves or rolled up long sleeves are needed to keep arms from being easily caught on fences, gates, and handling equipment. Boots should be close-fitting, water impermeable, with non-skid soles. Metal toe caps may be advisable when working with cattle, small ruminants, or ratites. Disposable rubber gloves and nose and mouth masks are needed in circumstances that could involve infectious diseases or dusty environments, particularly in total confinement poultry environments. Ear protection is often needed when working with swine and other situations likely to cause hearing damage. Dangling jewelry or long hair can catch on chains used for leads or cross ties. If working on a farm or ranch, trust and respect from owners of animals are gained by adhering to common farm and ranch rules. Common courtesies when working on farms or ranches are, if you open it, close it. If it was open, leave it open. If you unlock it, lock it. If you move it, put it back. If you make a mess, clean it up. Do not climb on fences or gates without permission. Do not leave an animal in a dirty stall. Clean it as often as you find it dirty. Unless certain of probable safety or animal welfare risks, do not tell an owner how to handle their animal without being asked. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Number one, animals that are either fearful of handlers or have no respect for humans are the most dangerous to handle. Number two, handlers must be constantly vigilant of potential dangers to animals being handled, handling assistants, or handlers themselves. Number three, distractions are powerful tools for handling animals. Number four, Proper handling attire is important for handler safety. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. More information is also available online from betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skill should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about animal handling and injuries. Abby, what do you want to do this weekend? No, the last time we went to see the musical Cats, you got arrested for causing a public riot. <laughs>